I'm gay-ish. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish, the podcast that's so irrational, even Pi doesn't fuck with us. <laughs> you know those bisexuals? They don't eat pie. Yeah, they don't like anything that rhymes with what they are. Oh wait, they don't make pie. Which one did we decide? It's both. They don't make Neither. it. Neither. They don't eat it. They don't fuck it. I mean, we still haven't gotten those proof videos we asked for. Yeah, no, maybe bi people don't exist. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality <laughs> and actuality. And Happy New Year! Happy New Year. Let's start the show by uh, erasing bi people again, yeah. like usual. Yeah, well, and... <laughs> not, uh, oh, I, What? Because I said they don't exist, which is what bi people get all the time. It's called bi erasure. It's bi erasure sounds like a good band name. Yeah. <laughs> the, now, welcome to the stage, the bi erasures. <laughs> a few people clap. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's the new year. I was thinking happy new year. So it, like it's everyone's been too happy. Yeah. Too, too happy. We need to ruin that. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> to do that, <laughs> to do that, we're going to talk about divorce. We're going to talk about divorce, gay divorce, actually. But first, but first, I did want to talk briefly about this article that I found. Okay, um, I was, you know, browsing like I do, and then um, I immediately thought of you when I saw this. Oh, well, okay. Well, I'm worried now. The title of this article is 300 year old note found inside butt of Jesus statue." So <laughs> wait. <laughs> so okay. The most surprising part about that is: did statues <laughs> of Jesus have holes, like actual buttholes? No, no, they did not. They didn't. They didn't. This particular statue was made out of wood, and yeah, it was. Uh, uh, the message was written carefully in calligraphy, dates back to 1777, and had been stuffed up the Messiah's backside <laughs> by a priest preserving it like a time capsule <laughs> my butt also has preservative qualities <laughs> so i get it <laughs> but it's this it's a wooden it's it's wood but it's polished wood okay and it just it had a secret compartment in his ass <laughs> um <laughs> this is the first time i've really identified with jesus christ like i i get you statue of jesus the, I, <laughs> Uh, it was handwritten on both sides of two pages and it was found when restorers removed a piece of fabric used to cover Christ's behind, <laughs> which exposed a small gap. So he had a butthole. <laughs> he exposed a small gap, but probably just like a butt crack. Yeah. Like, I doubt they made the full, like... <laughs> Just Who like knows? a little coin slot? <laughs> Just because it's Jesus. He got to keep it classy. He had a tiny butthole too. Did he? Oh, we're brothers. Maybe that's that's why he was really murdered. Someone was trying to fuck him and they were like, Jesus Christ, I can't get inside you. <laughs> if Jesus has a tiny butthole and he's getting railed, does he say, oh, me, stop it. <laughs> Maybe the note has the answer. Yeah, right. <laughs> what did the note say? Oh, we did... are not going to make good on our New Year's resolution to not be quite as um, sacrilegious. Yeah, I never committed to that. Blasphemy. Blasphemy. <laughs> uh, the note had the statue's sculptor, the sculptor's name on it and had data on local information ranging from agricultural matters to community affairs the document highlighted common diseases, popular children's games, and even the names of some popular bullfighters of the time. So basically, it was like 
Facebook, uh, like <laughs> calligraphy Facebook in Jesus's ass. Jesus's ass was the first Facebook. It's <laughs> what I've read. It was ass book. <laughs> Did you mean grinder? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, that's the most, that's the worst, like, that's such an exciting buildup of finding this thing and then being like, this contains information about local flora and fauna. Yeah, yeah. It's like you find a secret hidden basement in your apartment and you stumble upon like the owner's manual for your car. So and you're like, that's, this is not exciting. Like some dude it like has Da Vinci code thoughts that he's going to like, he's worked for years tracing down all of these yeah. little nooks and crannies of the universe. And has finally arrived at like, this is going to be his moment. Yep. And, and it pulls up the little piece of cloth in the, back at the statue's ass and is like puts his finger up in there and he's like oh, I feel <laughs> something and pulls like, it out and opens it up and reads it and it's like a fortune cookie yeah. deers are a thing are they still around today <laughs> let me know um do you have anything else or do you want to get dive right into the divorce let's just dive right in all right let me get my papers from my ass <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i wrote it in careful calligraphy um all right so we are going to talk about to start off on the hard heavy emotional topic of divorce we're going to talk numbers okay great again my yep. favorite book of the bible yep i still that's a weird name for a book because i thought i'm going to name my kid numbers okay because don't people name their kids after books of the bible I, I think people from the bible but sure yeah go for it oh okay 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 i guess people aren't named like ecclesiastes <laughs> there's your name yeah <laughs> yep. um numbers ecclesiastes gets <laughs> okay so uh gay divorces i started looking up information about divorces and again i just sometimes i regret everything mm. and i was like started mm. looking up divorce and i was like what's you know everyone talks about the divorce rate is 50 percent, but then i hear some people say it's not true and so i went to look it up and what that's not what they say 50 percent of all marriages end in divorce that's oh, okay, not the yeah. same thing as the divorce rate being 50 percent oh i'm mike i'm <laughs> getting into specifics about no okay well it, it, i mean that's one of the ways people measure divorce so it is technically a divorce rate but no it's not yeah because lots of people are on their second, third, whatever marriage, right? There are. Let me. This actually is a good lead into. There are four different measurements that can be used to measure divorce. Okay, let's measure those. Let's measure the measurements. <laughs> Measuringly. <laughs> um, I'm not going to get into. I, like, we're, we're going for the boring stuff. So I'm going to breeze past it. There are four ways. To First, we're going to bore you. And then we're going to make you cry. <laughs> is everybody ready? It's like every time I hook up with someone. <laughs> Um, yeah, so one of the ways that people measure divorce, it's called refined divorce rate, and it measures the number of divorces per thousand married women. Yeah. Which... Because they're property. <laughs> how much property have you severed from? <laughs> one property. One property. <laughs> um, so, well, and that's like... That must be a problem nowadays because yeah, when you base little... it on gender, yeah, it's a little problematic. Hey, mm -hmm. science, mm -hmm. get better. Um, okay, and then so the way the the number that is like the fifty percent number that people talk about—that's the fourth way to measure divorce. It's the cohort measure rate, and that's actually measured by like taking a group of people, a cohort, um, and using that to estimate divorce for mm -hmm. the population mm -hmm. so it's not a true like it's not like looking back 
on sample years size past. Or, like, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I tried to figure out like that's how they do TV ratings, right? Yeah, Nielsen. Yes, and that's why everybody loves Raymond was on for a million years because they kept asking the wrong fucking person. <laughs> yeah. The, okay. The th- dumb thing about the Nielsen box is, yeah, you have like one family that like really likes you know storage wars so everyone's like let's make 20 shows about things you find in lockers um so i is that really what that's about they fuck it i okay storage related reality shows and reality shows about pawn shops yeah i can't it, it, there's so <laughs> i can't do it hoarders how, how do you feel about hoarders oh that's great people with disorders that are worse than mine <laughs> fuck i love that shit i like jerk off to that all day it's so good i watched a whole youtube documentary about this guy that has this disease he was born with no arms and no legs and that's not funny what's funny is that i sat there and watched it just like mouth agape at this person's life yeah um for i spent way more time on that than i probably should have just and then like I, uh, whenever I, I do the same thing, I always am interested in just like seeing other people's lives and how they live them. And then I'm like, I'm the worst. I'm so sad. And I have full arms and legs. I was born with a hundred (laughs) percent of the standard. Okay. Um, so yeah. So the cohort measure rate, the, one of the ways to measure divorce, uh, in the article I looked at this measurement uh, Dr. Scott Stanley said it is quote crazy complicated. Okay. So I'm not going to tell you anything about it because that's not this kind of show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if a math guy says that. Yeah. Just believe him. Yeah. Anyway, since marriage for uh, same sex people so new. Yeah. Because of. Because of. <clears throat> are you ready, Mike? Yep. <clears throat> because of the Obergefell ruling. Yay. Ding, 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 ding. Um, so excited. You know, it's a new day. It's a new year. We can retire that joke. It's new me. <laughs> Let's see if I... Wait, what happened to the old you? Because we were getting along great. <laughs> I don't know if I want the I, new one or not I, yet. I Taylor Swifted him. Okay, great. Uh, so, yeah, because uh, Obergefell was so recent, you know, we obviously don't have a ton of data on uh, same-sex marriage. Yeah. So one poll said that 10%... Uh, since Obergefell, 10% of LGBT adults are married to their same-sex partner. Okay. That seems really low. Really? Yeah. Um, What's the rate among straight people? It's a percentage, for sure. <laughs> and I figure it's between 1 and 99. <laughs> but that's just roughly. Uh, okay. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure we have some catching up to do, but I would have expected, you know, more than 10%. Jesus. Like, there's got to be just a fuck ton of people waiting in the wings for marriage to be legal. To, and then, like, oh, you can, you, like, you, we have to let you do it now. So they would all sort of line up. And sure, they couldn't in Kentucky or whatever, because that one bitch. That one, but, yeah. uh, like, but the part that you said that is like, gay people hate waiting in lines. They <laughs> hate true. it. We're this waiting the, the two years needed <laughs> for the lines to die down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I don't know. Okay. And I think that's some, something that's interesting when I was reading this actually um, related to uh, jokes about bi people at the beginning is there's a, an aspect that I think it includes bi erasure or there's an aspect of bi erasure in this data because mm-hmm. you can be a B mm-hmm. in the LGBT mm-hmm. married and not married to 
your same sex partner, but you're still a married LGBT person. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's, I mean, so, should vital records be keeping track of that? Like, and by the way, are you bi? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think, I don't know where we should me- measure it, but we should be measuring this information. I mean, we pro- pro- probably in the census, which fuck everyone for taking that off. But like, you know, we need to be measuring. I think especially there's a lot of data about LG people. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot about LGB people. Um, but not as much as we need. And there's like not that much data on trans. So I think we need to be just gathering a lot more data on the experiences of LGBT people, yeah. especially B and T and other groups that are less available. <laughs> That's not what I meant, but you get it. Um, for, for a second there, I thought you were going to say BLT, which is delicious. Mm, <laughs> let's change. Wait, what would we be getting rid of? G. Yeah, we've got enough G. Like just <laughs> BLT. I love that. Okay. So uh, men are actually more likely to be married to their same sex partner than women. Huh. Which I would think, you know, I just think of women as being the ones, you know, especially the joke about lesbians is that they just want to like move in right away and like live together and settle down and stop having sex. Okay. Okay. Theory. Mm -hmm. What if that's because of the pressure that we have to, as a man, put a ring on it. Like society says that you've got to lock, lock it, lock her down, but then yeah. like take that into those messages are still received by us growing up gay, even though we were in the closet or whatever. So then like, yeah, lock it down, put a ring on it. Hmm. And, and, and women don't women do that. They don't have, have that pressure. They don't have, I wonder if the, I wonder how like the butcher or more <laughs> masculine women, if they as lesbians get that pressure too. Like they're both, they're both sitting on their couch, uh, you know, with their cat and their popcorn, each of them waiting for the other to propose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 20 years later. They're still eating that popcorn. Like, all right. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder because you're, you know, either with gay or lesbian, like you have same sex. Ooh, I just did it too. Bye. Erasure. Like now I lost myself in my own thoughts. Um, because you are the same gender. You don't know who should propose the other person, mm-hmm. but I wonder if the like more masculine presenting w- woman would be the one in the lesbian relationship to get the like, Hey, you better lock that down. Or it's like, you don't know who's going to propose to who. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Also, hmm. women are more likely to be divorced from their same sex partner than men. Okay. Which, Oh, you're, you're not, that was surprising to me too. You, yeah, you seem yeah. to be nodding as if like yeah no that's surprising yeah. I'm, I'm trying to i'm trying to assimilate that data and think about what that means yeah. and and uh i thank you for that gift <laughs> <laughs> okay so i was hooking up with this guy yeah <laughs> and he came inside me and i said thank you for that gift <laughs> um yeah. no yeah we can we can pause here while you assimilate and reflect this is our new segment called we think about things on the podcast. It's very quiet. Are we done? Yep, we're done. Let's we're move done. On. <laughs> Good segment. Okay. Um, so. No, wait, okay. I actually want to think about that. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Lesbians are more likely to be divorced. Is that, or <clears throat> to divorce each other? We're keeping, we're, the, this is the sub sub category the subtopic of this is let's is by erasure 
I mean, it's in not a, lesbians. In it's, a little, so we're also. It will be almost impossible to have this conversation without also uh, erasing non-binary genders, right? Like, oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, because all yeah, and all this data is based on marriage between the same sex gender because we don't ask the questions like you said, like, are you bi? Are you, you know, wh- where, what is your gender? Like all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, uh, this, this will be hard. Just please forgive us or forgive me. You don't have to forgive Kyle. <laughs> uh, if we, if we fuck it up, I yeah. mean, let us know, but like it's, yeah. it's assume good intentions here. Yeah, we're trying. Okay. Yeah. Lesbians more likely to be divorced than gay men. Is that because lesbians don't put up with shit? I don't like this is surprising to me because I always like again goes back to the stereotype of like men are the ones that cheat and gay men are the ones that are sleeping around. Well, that stereotype is well true in one particular case right here. Um, but like (laughs) you know, I you always think of men as like in even in the dumb '90s sitcom that I'm all I always think about '90s sitcoms as examples of terrible stereotypes because it's always the man that's fucking up and like doing the wrong thing. So like I just you know it's surprising it's interesting then you have two women together and they have a higher rate of divorce when you assume the men are the flawed problems and women are this pristine perfect you know ideal thing yeah yeah that's really interesting yeah i wonder if men are more forgiving of infidelity because they're male huh i'm just wondering out loud i don't i, I again going on stereotypes right that like dudes sleep around is the stereotype. And I think that there's a certain amount of biological science behind that, but not enough to forgive dudes being shitty. Yeah. But I wonder if, because we sort of recognize that in each other, if we're more likely to understand sexual infidelity Hmm. and, um, to try and forgive it and make it work or whatever. And that maybe women would have a harder time with that. But I know that there are studies that show that women are 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 quite prone to infidelity also um mm. and that maybe their dynamic is such that they're less forgiving of that when it arises or i i also think part of that is like what counts as cheating because you know yeah. i could see women being again yeah this is a, purely based on the stereotype of women being the more emotional ones um in that like what we count as cheating is like a an emotional affair like yeah 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 i guess i could see women counting that more and being that being a bigger deal than with men in a relationship like anecdotally the women in my life are way fucking more pissed about porn than than dudes like what are they pissed oh oh watching uh, porn yeah yeah, like that's a problem two gay men do not have i can blanket statement right just say watching porn dudes are like i get it yep ladies if you're not yet on board with you like dudes are watching porn they're either gonna do it behind your back or or well do it in front of your back <laughs> <laughs> um yeah or i'm also wondering if like women uh still feel even when it's two women if they feel the societal pressures of being married like i think it's more acceptable in society to be a single man than to be a single woman that's interesting okay so i wonder if there's more pressure to for them to marry whereas men don't feel that same amount of pressure to marry so you know like women you know marrying faster than men or when even before they're ready yeah maybe you're gonna get to this too but i wonder if there's an age component right Mm. Like, like do gay men get married 
about the same younger or older than than uh, gay women. Yeah. Um, That's a great question, Mike. Thank we you. might need to turn to our thinking time <laughs> to ponder that because I don't have the answer anywhere yeah. here. Um, <clears throat> what I did want to hey, talk. Kyle. Oh, hey, Mike. This is a great episode. Yeah. Yeah. This is our first episode of the new year. I know. Happy new year. Happy new year. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> um, okay. What I did want to talk wait, about. Wait, wait, wait. Ta-da. I did do that. Uh, what I did want to talk about is complications mm-hmm. that uh, LGBT people have to, uh, ex- have to experience uh, that, that they face uh, when getting gay divorced. Ever Levine, where are you when we need you? <laughs> she's not her anymore. They switched her out. <laughs> where is she? She's in a chamber, locked up, never to be seen again. But, but why you gotta go and make things so complicated? <laughs> because he was a skater boy. He said, see you later, boy. Oh, uh, yeah. No, she said, see you later, boy. Oh, I forget which way the skater boy went. Important, <laughs> important correction coming next week. Now he's a superstar. What was that Oh, that's the next line. Mm. All right. Um, this has been the Avril Lavigne segment. <laughs> this has been Mike and Kyle make up Avril Lavigne lyrics. <laughs> um, what's that really, really sad Avril Lavigne song that's really good? I'm with you. Oh, yeah. That could be the theme of this episode because it's just really depressing. Yeah. And all right. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Avril Lavigne's new record. <laughs> I'm still a person. <laughs> Featuring the single, no, really, it's me, <laughs> Avril. I'm here. Um, okay, so some of the compli- I think the biggest complication in uh, people getting divorced from mm-hmm. their same-sex partner. I did the the right the full thing that time. Mm-hmm. Um, is deciding how long the quote-unquote marriage has lasted. Oh. So unfurl your brow because I'm about to explain it. Okay. So. Um, what uh, what they they try to decide is okay. You haven't been allowed to get married, so even you, though you might have been married for a year, oh I see your relationship I could see. have lasted twenty years. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. when you're dividing up assets, yeah. um, when you're figuring out alimony, do you use just the official one year that you were married, or you were living together, partners, all the stuff? that typically means marriage for 20 years yeah. and you need to include all the wages and all, you know, like us, if they had been allowed to get married, that makes a big difference yeah. in how like the divorce proceedings proceed. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, the annoying thing is that all of this, like a lot of divorces de- decided on by the States, Yeah, which we've talked about, like, that fucking sucks right now because states are sometimes like, oh, federal law, fuck you. I'm going to do whatever I want in spite of that. So it's like you don't want that person deciding. Well, one thing I was wondering, and, and maybe maybe you're going to get to this, but. Oh, OK, like, a good example of things I don't have on my paper or when you say maybe you have it on your paper. OK, great. <laughs> so I'll I'm, keep going I'm, with that. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um uh obergefell says yeah you have to let them get married but does it say you have to let them get divorced like are there there states that are like fine they can get married but fuck no (laughs) no divorce you're stuck together forever you fuckers (laughs) uh no but i did i didn't i don't have that on my paper but i did read about that yeah so like a lot of the 
ruling, uh, you know, the legality talks about the marriage part, but it doesn't really talk about as much about the divorce part. Um, and actually, so it's not as much after Obergefell, but before when like, especially when only some states let people get married and some didn't, they, um, they, states would let you get married. And there, I read this case about a couple that then moved to Texas yeah, where they didn't recognize marriage and they wanted to get a divorce and they couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Texas said, we don't recognize your marriage, so you can't divorce each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so talk about mental gymnastics. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, you can't undo that thing. We don't believe in. Exactly. <laughs> like the lawyer for one of the people in the couple was like, if you hate gay marriage so much yeah you're not gonna let them anyway so the um apparently you it's a lot easier to get a marriage license than get divorced so like they tried to it is go back <laughs> take it from an expert <laughs> <laughs> oh I, we forgot to mention there's a guest on our show divorce <laughs> expert mike johnson um no mm. yeah so uh, getting divorced, they would have had to move back to the state they got married in and live there for six months. You have to have residency for like, or a lot of states require residency for six months. Right. So they're like, no, like, no, I'm not going to, I work here. I live here. I have my family here. I have a kid here. Like I can't just move to a different state. Yeah. It's the weirdest. Yeah. Fucked up like situation that was caused. But post Obergefell, is it still that way? Um, no. Yeah. So less fucked up. Now they have to let you get divorced because the marriage is recognized in that state. Hooray. Yay. We can get divorced. Uh, <laughs> part of equality is actually getting all the shitty things too. So like. Nobody told me that. Yeah. No, okay. <laughs> Do you want to just go back to when we were like super oppressed, but like we danced more? And there was a lot more drugs, I think. Really? And, uh, yeah, a lot more like, uh, like rest area sex. Um, more like public beatings too. No, that would be less than ideal. Yeah. All right. We can stay here in the present day or me. I would just rather be in the future when everyone's like, this is fine. But we recognize your right to want to be in the past. <laughs> this is our all accepting podcast. Yes. If you do want to be in the past, we accept you. Yeah. We love you. Um, you're fine. Okay. Uh, but other complications that come from uh, gay divorce is uh, children, yeah. which again, yeah, speaking yeah, yeah. of gender stereotypes, I mean, I think what we're realizing now is even in straight uh, couples, that are getting divorced it's like usually defaults to the woman and yeah. now we're realizing like okay like there are some men that actually should get the children not the woman so i feel like yeah. along with that then comes well what if there's not a woman in the relationship yeah. you know a lot of our foundation i think that it would actually be a good you know you remove the gender component from the decision making it seems like that's a good example to use of well then what are the qualities we look at to actually make the decision yep um yep but I can imagine that being a, or like if you have two women, it's like the woman should get, oh, fuck. Or even the word maternal. Like we talk about the maternal instinct and that there's mm. all of these like maternal needs that a child has. And like, well, okay. What are those? Yeah. Let's break it down. Yeah. Um, some, oh, this is, this is another one. I had no idea. Some states, even after Obergefell, left domestic partnerships intact. So oh, yeah. it's like some just automatically dissolve them, but others left them there. So 
couple, you know, they're in this really hard time in their relationship. They're getting a divorce and come to find out they have to do like a whole nother set of legal things other than just divorce. It's like, it's like the, are you sure box that pops up on when you're trying to do something online? Like, yeah, I just fucking told you I want a divorce and I have to end my other thing. My domestic partnership, like divorce. Uh, I just want to do all of it. Yeah. (laughs) Fully remove me. Yes, I'm sure. Well, that, that a little bit reminds me of uh, for a time there in Washington state, we had legalized domestic partnerships that were everything but marriage, the everything but marriage. Yeah. And then we legalized marriage in Washington state before Obergefell. Mm-hmm. Between that and the Obergefell decision, uh, we still had this fucked up situation with our laws where you could get domestic partnered to somebody who was of the same gender but that didn't mean you couldn't still get married to somebody of the opposite gender. Oh, so what? there was this theory that I forget exactly who it was that was talking about it. It might've been Dan Savage that it like it, you could daisy chain these couples together. And then what do we do with them legally? Like <laughs> nobody was actually wanting to do that, but yeah. it could be like, I'm, I'm married to Sue and Sue's married to Kyle and Kyle's married to Jane and Jane's married. And what do you do? Huh. Like if that's legal, under Washington state law, we got to fix that right away. So they fixed it. It just, everyone becomes Mormon, right? I guess. I think that's a requirement. Yeah. No, Um, you can't have multiple husbands. That's just silly. (laughs) That's preposterous. Um, so because of some of these, uh, complications with same sex divorce, um, the cost is higher. Like just, you just think about legal fees. If you have to do double the divorcing because of the, um, Domestic partnership. Effect. Triple divorce. Just triple as just, many divorces as you need. <laughs> We're gonna make life as complicated for gay people as possible, even when their lives are already fucked up. Speaking of that, Mike, yeah. Do you want to talk about your fucked up life? I'm not being sensitive right now. It's okay. This is our normal relationship. But like if people are listening to this though, they're gonna be like, Kyle's an asshole. Oh no. Actually, some people have already told me that I'm an asshole. Are you really? On, well, when <laughs> Mostly based on when we were talking to Joseph. I didn't say, have they really? I said, are you really? (laughs) Did you really? Yeah. (laughs) Wow. I just, there's so many things that I hear when I listen to our own episodes. Like, like, okay, you start making more sense when I've heard you like, you know, your point like three times. Oh yeah. Like, oh, Mike might be smart. Um, (laughs) Yeah. People, uh, my, when I was talking to Joseph, well, what, cause what, I think I, I talked to Joseph later because the, the entire episode was me making fun of religion. Yeah. Um, you can't, you can't respond to like my, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. jokes about what's in Jesus's ass. Like you can't, <laughs> this brings us to our next segment. It's called what's in <laughs> Jesus's ass. <laughs> I'm going to give you a gift of a statue, Jesus, and you're going to have to guess what's in Jesus's ass. If I, if I need to cook up some more theme music, you just <laughs> let me know. Oh my God, I would love to hear what's in Jesus's ass theme music. What rhymes with Jesus's ass? Um, okay. So divorce. Yep. Um, you are currently divorced. Uh, so it's interesting timing. I, signed the final piece of paperwork on Wednesday and that has to be entered into court but it's entirely possible that I could be divorced by the time this airs wow is do you think that's related to why you've been sick this week no oh I mean maybe I was trying to connect like 
when I sometimes when I feel shitty, then I, like mentally, then I start feel, feeling shitty physically. I mean, I, I had the flu this week and despite having a flu shot, I got the flu shot at work. And um, but this was like Jenny McCarthy was right. Shots don't work. You're autistic. I'm sorry, Mike, to be the one to diagnose you. You're currently autistic. I mean, or at least on the spectrum. Um, uh, but they stuck a thing in my nose. Like, a, like a, it was like a Q-tip from Satan. And they, it went into my brain. And when it came out, they put it in this machine and it whizzed around. And then it said, oh, you have the flu. I have never heard of that. Yeah, they can just. So it was like I was I was actually legit sick. I have I totally believe totally believe in psychosomatic illness and uh, I am a victim of it on the regular. So I I, I don't want to minimize that at all. It's totally possible and a good question. I legit had influenza A and it almost killed me. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad you're feeling better. Tamiflu is amazing, by the way. Everybody, here's your PSA. Uh huh. If you have the flu, and if you see your doctor within 48 hours of having symptoms, you can go on this drug called Tamiflu if your insurance will cover it, and it reduces the symptoms of the flu by like a third. So instead of being sick for 10 days, you'll be sick for three or whatever. Huh. There's so many advances in science. I know. It's like science is a good thing and we should want it to keep going. <laughs> and we should like base some decisions on it. Maybe. Just a thought. But you have to catch it early. So don't be a fucking stupid ass dude and not take care of yourself. Yeah. Stereotypes. Um, okay. When you said uh, psychosomatic, uh, like mental. I once walk, was walking Reynolds and saw that that's my dog and walk ran into this guy that was just standing in front of a house with socks on mm -hmm. outside, which was weird. Um, and he was like locked out of his house and he was waiting for someone to come with a key or something. And like, we just like talked briefly and he, his entire, uh, he, I was telling him about somehow it came up that Reynolds was really itchy and all these shots and drugs and everything wasn't working. Cause he has Reynolds has like allergies. Yeah. And he's so itchy. All the he's time. always so itchy. Poor guy. Um, turns out this guy, it blew his mind. He works in like, he did therapy for people with allergies, like hypnosis and therapy. Okay. Because he thought allergies were psychosomatic. So the fact that a dog could have allergies, like basically I destroyed this guy's <laughs> belief. <laughs> in like, just he like, had a bad day. <laughs> he had locked out. My profession isn't a thing. And my wife is cheating on me probably. Um, it, okay. Real talk. Uh huh. It took me halfway through your story to realize that he was standing outside his house wearing socks and no shoes over those socks. I was like, I stand in front of people's houses wearing socks all the time. I just, the, the presumption is that if he's in socks, then it's only, I mean, he was wearing other clothes, but okay. Um, so, okay. So you are possibly divorced while people are listening to this for the second time for the second time. Do you count like mentally? Do you count the first one? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Because I feel like it would be easy for me to write it off, write off the first one of like, it was a woman, I was in the closet. Yeah. I mean, it depends on count how, right? 
like like with numbers when you're going from a lower to a higher like i mean it, when 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 you say hey mike how many divorces have you had <laughs> i immediately think two. two so it's not like it's not like i forget like, yeah oh oh yeah that <laughs> oh, yeah, happened there was that whole other thing <laughs> yeah and i also think um eve isn't as i'm saying that like we, the relationships we have even though they're not with the gender, you know, when we're in the closet, usually, even though they're not with the gender that uh, we want to be with, like, they're still real and important relationships that we have that, like, they don't just go away or whatever when they come out, which is hard to, like, get your, when you're gay, it's hard to, like, get your mind around that after you come out of, like, why did I do this yeah. stuff? And how did, but it was still real and meaningful. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and, um, I've been okay so far this mm -hmm. week with everything we'll see next week when i get the email that it's actually final 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 mm -hmm. um but trevor and i were dating when my first divorce was finalized so that took almost a year because it did not go well mm. and um so trevor and i had been dating for gosh six or eight months when my first divorce was actually final and uh i had to go to court and represent I don't know why I had to go to court, but I had to go to court and watch the judge like hit the gavel on the, on the bench. And I walked out of the courtroom and got in the car. Trevor was waiting for me there to pick me up and I just lost it. And part of like just sobbing and part of that whole thing, I kept, I kept like getting it together just enough to talk. And I, I'm like, why, why is this affecting me like this? Like I, we'd been separated for six months before we even started the divorce process like it was i knew it was coming and it was the best thing my life was so much better living it more authentically like there's no downside here there's no <laughs> negative to this day it should be a joyous occasion and yet i was a wreck hmm. um and i don't know if it's because i'm better prepared or if it is actually still coming this time i feel i feel like it's not going to happen this time hmm Famous last words. Famous last words. But, but but the whole point of the story, though, was that first marriage was absolutely, at least on some deep, fundamental, emotional, symbolic fashion, it, it was a marriage. And when it was over, uh, I was really very profoundly impacted by that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really interesting. Like, just the, the difference between the logical and the emotional side of us that, yeah, you said, like, logically, you could see how this is the right thing for you, but that doesn't mean it doesn't affect you emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so do people know, uh, do we, do we actually need to say you were married to a woman before and you were recently married to a man? It's true. I forget sometimes that people haven't been listening to the podcast from the very beginning and like, it's maybe okay to repeat things that we've said in case people are new, but yeah, yeah. I was, I was married to a woman, uh, and we got, divorced and because I came out <laughs> and uh, then I was married to a man and uh, now that is coming to an end um so 15 years of my life <laughs> spent on two people wow um yeah so what's the different other than the gender how what's different between this divorce and the last one hmm I left her he left me hmm and so much of this has been gender notwithstanding so completely different. Um, I feel 
abandoned and rejected and I feel powerless and helpless and I feel really um, like somebody's died almost. The first time was really hard. It was hard. It's hard. It was hard to extract myself from her, but I was the one moving. I was moving forward. I was moving towards something else. I was taking control of my life for once and being who I actually am and, and, and empowering myself. So in that kaleidoscope of emotions, there was sadness, but it was tempered by all of these really positive things that I was aware of while it was happening. Yeah it's been really hard for me to find the good parts in this. Like I'm sure it will come. The hope will come. Uh, I'm already starting to feel some of it, but I'm just kind of feel lonely and left behind and rejected. Hmm. It's very, very different. Um, you haven't had this experience of being single in a very long time ever, ever. I've never lived alone. Ever. This you is never f- lived alone? No, Trevor and I were separated last year for for um, a, a bit. Not nearly as long as you wanted us to be. <laughs> and, <laughs> wow, we're going to talk about that. And, uh, and you were right. You were right. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing this is being recorded. <laughs> so there's proof. Um, I didn't want to be right. No, I know you didn't want to be right. But I was. Yeah, you were, you were super right. <laughs> but uh, so, and I guess... I guess I lived alone during that period of time, but even that, like, like psychologically, yeah, I, I, I was, it, it felt super temporary. I was begging for him to come back, text messages, phone calls, seeing him, harassing him, emailing him, like, um, and we have main, maintained contact through this, but, um, my behavior has been very different. And I said to him, and the, the next time you leave will be the last. And I have stood by that. Yeah. Yeah. Which that, I'm sure that's a hard thing to do. So I'm proud of you for standing by that. Thanks. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. We, we should say something funny. Uh, Good job. <laughs> uh, 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 okay. A horse walks into a bar and he says, fire, because there's a fire in it. <laughs> I forgot to tell you it was a is a fire house. What what do gay cows eat? Hey. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to think I knew that answer so I was trying to think of a different answer. I know. Uh they eat ass too. <laughs> it's, it's just a thing they do. Um Okay, I'm back. I'm good. <laughs> um I also okay, you said I feel like as the more objective person this, you said you harassed him, and I don't think that's a fair characterization of your behavior when he left. I think you were both talking. Hmm. I changed almost nothing around here because I wanted it to be ready for him to walk back through the door and be here. Hmm. And every conversation that I had with it. Not every that's hyperbolic. That's not true. I mean, there were, there were several periods of time in that when I was like, fuck him, don't need him fucking forever. Mm-hmm. Done. Yeah. Um, but quite often through that time I was saying, just come home, just come back. Just, and, uh, but th- this time has been 
totally different at least if not externally in in here in my heart and brain it's it's been totally different yeah and you have changed things yeah in the place look at the size of that fucking tv you got the most enormous tv <laughs> like literally when people come over and i get to see their first experience with the tv like yeah it's ridiculous um are you do you feel weird talking about this knowing it's possible for him to hear this i'm still very protective of him yeah i think that um just a second sorry he hurt me really really badly and i don't have a desire to do that back hmm. and if if i if there are things that i would say that i think might come back around to hurt him i'm not going to say them hmm. at least not on the air <laughs> <laughs> i need to take a break for a second okay No, that came out of nowhere. I was doing pretty good. Mm -hmm. Came out of nowhere. Are you? You don't have to be ready. Uh, no, I, yeah. Okay. It's good for me. I think. I forget what was next. I felt like we were heading somewhere. Maybe not. <laughs> are we ever? <laughs> are we ever actually going in a direction? Mm. <laughs> Well, let's talk about the future. Let's talk about the future. Um, it's not now. It's not. Well, it kind of <laughs> is now, though. It is. It is. The future is now because they're listening now. But now was not now when we recorded. Oh, remember when we used to do this? Hey. We're in the future. We're in the future. <laughs> Which is now to you, but it's the future to us. Tie your, your shoes untied. I feel like every time we turn on the cave... That's what I've decided this button is. We fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> Time is hard. Time is hard. I'm hard. <laughs> it's just... It, I don't know. God. <laughs> Jesus. Cave sounds just... They, they do it for me. Yeah, me too. Um, I'll yodel in his canyon. <laughs> that is my Grand Canyon. Yeah. Um. What did you ask? I dodged the question. Oh, oh the no, future. I literally just said the future. The future. <laughs> I'm a really good reporter. I ask complex questions like the future. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, You're a regular Terry Gross. NPR. Fresh wow. air. Oh, God. Yeah. Do shut. I know. I need to just listen to NPR so I feel like a part <laughs> of things. Okay. Yeah. You were going to talk um, about the future. Yeah. Um, I think I'm not going to jump in anything quickly. I, I'm actually... Um, starting to enjoy being on my own like we said before i've never done it before ever well, la last thing mm. are you gonna get married again do you want to get married again i want to have kids and i want to have kids by the time i'm 45 give or take and I'm getting to the point where I realize that I'm going to do that whether I have a spouse or not. Mm -hmm. But I want my kids' parents to be married to each other. Hmm. So I don't want another wedding. I've done that twice. 
I think people are tired of coming to my weddings by now. <laughs> um, uh, but, but married. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a nice thought to leave. We can leave it there. Okay. Unless, did you have anything more to say? No, I've done enough. <laughs> just, you don't, you don't mean this episode. You mean overall. We've done enough, right? The world is beyond, is irreparably harmed because of this podcast. Um, hey, Mike, do you want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. Are we back? We're back. We're back. <laughs> We're going to do our gayest and straightest, but first, the first, our website is gayishpodcast.com. Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at, at gayishpodcast. Um, we do a cam show at gayishpodcast cam boys. <laughs> our Facebook group is facebook.com slash groups slash gayishpodcast. Uh, I have to do that. Okay. You can uh, send us a voicemail or leave us a text message at 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, okay. I, I might. Don't get uh, married, kids. It just ends in sadness. Um, I think our new marketing might be like, I hooked up with someone and, and like in the part where you have to like actually talk to them after, Ugh. um, like they came up that, I don't know. I just mentioned this podcast and then it felt weird about it. And then he's like, Oh, I'm going to listen. It's like, I don't know you. <laughs> like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. That might be our new marketing plan. If I tell everyone I sleep with. Boy, we are number one. We're sleep our way to the top. <laughs> I know, but it's a weird way to sleep your way to the top. You're like sleeping down. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> do you do you, do you want to tell us your gayest and straightest? Uh, uh, no, I feel like there was something else I was going to say. I don't remember what it was. Oh, I, um, I was just going to say that like uh, our our clip show wasn't real clips so if you're the type of person that hates clip shows you should listen to it oh yeah clip show is good <laughs> that was the real seller <laughs> i locked it in there uh so the gayest thing about me this week is normally viral marketing techniques do not work on me like i'm always just saying no go away and and it, like videos will play and i don't even fucking listen to them or read in like but shirtless hot guy trying to sell me whatever he was trying to sell me. <laughs> I fucking listened to him and then I clicked on his website and was looking for more videos of him. <laughs> and I like, thank God I didn't have my wallet on me or I would have bought whatever. I don't even know what he was selling. I just, just like in a mood and like his, his glistening wonderfulness <laughs> made me go to there. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, yeah. Do you know uh, yeah. which one I'm talking about? Thomas, yeah, Thomas yeah. DeLauer. Oh, I didn't, I didn't care what the person, oh. I just, yeah, I've seen the same, like, you know, shirtless Facebook dude starts talking about something and I'm like, and then I see it's an ad and I'm like, fuck you. And I have to scroll away. So my like annoyance and rejection of, I've started to get in this phase where I'm like, fuck attractive people. I just, I get <laughs> so annoyed by them. <laughs> I want to get moderately handsome people in porn. Like that's what I want to watch. Oh, okay. 
I don't want to watch super hot dudes. Like you don't want the 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 Playboy porn. You want the penthouse porn. The, yeah. Hustler. You Whatever want, the yeah. male equivalent of what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the straightest thing about me this week. My behavior when I got sick. I don't know if it's a stereotype or if it's true, but in my in my, in my head, straight guys when they finally get sick, when they have succumbed to this illness, are the biggest, whiniest bitches ever. <laughs> they just, they moan and they complain and they are just miserable fucks. Mm-hmm. And I was a miserable fuck. I, I just, I felt like such a straight guy, like <laughs> balled up on the couch. Like I legit almost called you or Chris to go pick up Boomer from daycare because going downstairs to my Jeep and driving eight blocks to get him was just too much. I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. (laughs) You should have called me. I clearly could. I fucking did. Like I wouldn't got him. (laughs) Anyway. Um, maybe, yeah, I think that stereotype might be a little bit true. Like once you've taken a dick, you're like, (laughs) I know what pain is. (laughs) Like (laughs) this is not, Okay, um, you're like in the war being tortured, and you're like, dudes, come on. Yeah, it's why I'm not afraid of syringes anymore. Because when you when you've had a meat injection, you are good with all kinds of injections. Oh, this tiny needle yeah. doesn't matter, <laughs> honey. Honey, <laughs> you have to do better than that. Okay, um, the my gayest thing this week is in the dryer like i heard i had some clothes in there and i just heard this like clacking of like you know something in there you left some coins or whatever in there um (laughs) i figured out it was a queer power button (laughs) like queer power queer power i don't know where it came are you part of some kind of gay gang maybe and they then like men in black flashed me to get me to forget that i'm in it because that's how i don't know i don't remember getting this button i didn't know i owned it i don't know what piece of clothing it fell off of but you know queer power maybe your dryer's gay <gasps> and i just took its queerness yep i silenced it with my cisgender <laughs> normativity <laughs> damn it i need to go give my dryer a hug the straightest thing about me is have you heard the new justin timberlake song nope okay well and then it could be both of ours because i haven't either i feel like um all the Twattersphere was a tweet about it (laughs) and like everyone (laughs) has opinions and everyone hates it by the way really yep everybody and that's usually a sign that I'll like it like for as many jokes as I've made about it I fucking love Taylor Swift and her new album your your terrible musical taste has been well established (laughs) that's a fact I don't have to repeat from I I, so I'll probably like it so that made me more interested in listening to it but everyone is just like it's so bad it sounds like it's off the same or not bad but it's just like sounds like the same oh songs I liked it before (laughs) well that's the thing I'm like you know everyone's like oh this seems sounds like the exact same stuff they've always done well it's like but I like that same stuff that they've always done, yeah, so I don't It's know. like a warm sweater. I just want to be comfortable in it. Like, I need to... I don't want to break in a new sweater. I want to just... Why is the sweater warm? Sweaters are warm, Kyle. That's what they do. Oh, I thought you meant it was like you picked it up and it was already warm. Okay. And I was wondering, like, did someone <laughs> fart on it? Did it... I don't know. Marketing idea. Okay. That's a million dollar idea. Yeah, the warm sweater? The sweater, pre-warmed sweaters. Okay. I think that's just called sweaters from the dryer. Yeah, but 
there's there's some way to make money off of that. I'm sure. Like maybe they come in a giant Ziploc bag and you rip it open and then it starts to heat itself oh. up like those little mit, mitten things. What mitten things? Those those like uh, things that when they're exposed to air they get hot. So people use them in the winter time. They put them in their gloves. I'll show you some. I've never heard of this before. There's a there's these magical pouches that when you break a thing in them, it releases, it starts a chemical reaction and it gives off heat. Huh? They're awesome for the environment. (laughs) Mother nature loves them. (laughs) Did you just forget we're doing a podcast too? Because I just, now we're just talking. How's your day been going? (laughs) What's new? So great. Yeah. You know, I didn't watch the golden globes either. That could have been my gayest thing or straightest thing. Oh, I mean the golden globes were on. (laughs) The way you said that. I didn't watch them. They were just on because I was working. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. That's it. That's it. Uh, so this has been Gayish. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Rewind. So that's it. No, we have no. to thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, hey, guys, it's the new year. We don't know how to do this anymore. Uh, our theme music we didn't make our theme music this girl named charlie finn did it thank yeah, you yeah we that's not me singing and uh thank you to kyle for not singing and <laughs> thank you to all divorcees in the world if you want to be the future ex mr johnson write me a voicemail or a text message okay. uh, so, so now that's it uh so that's it this is uh no <laughs> this is the worst ending we've ever done (laughs) sorry thank you to Obergefell Obergefell nailed it (laughs) this has been Gayish I'm Mike Johnson I'm Kyle Getz until next week be butch be fabulous be you see you next week (laughs) see you later probably (laughs) we don't know and hear me Bring OPS. I'm gay. Feelings are stupid.